Hey, this is Mike Mann, the director of The Beer Diaries. On this, our first ever recording, Greg will be talking with Brian Smittle, the brewmaster and president, and Jake Maddox, the head brewer and beer evangelist of Thirsty Planet. It was recorded on May 29th, 2012. So grab a taste of brew, get comfy, and maybe you'll learn something new. Hey folks, I'm Greg Zeschuk from The Beer Diaries, here in Austin, Texas. Brian Smittle of the Thirsty Planet Brewing Company. We're here in the Texas heat. Believe it or not, it's kind of still a little warm in this room, but we have some Buckethead IPA with us, one of the flagship beers you guys make. It's like awesome to be here, great privilege, and we've been talking for a while already, so we've been through this a few times, but we're, yep. gonna, we're gonna drill on her some more. So just real high level, what, tell us about yourselves. I mean, this is, you guys are one of the standards of Austin Brewing. Let us know what you're about. Uh, that's nice that you say that. We're not even quite two years old. Uh, we delivered our first keg on June 30th. Uh, actually poured the slab on the building on my 40th birthday. Took us about 11 months to get the building up and uh, the beer out the door for the first time. So one of the, one of the things you always ask, like wh why on earth would you do this? this? This beer stuff, you know, it's competitive, it's business, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, I, I love the fact that most crazy people make beer and it's like, it's, it's wonderful. Like why? Like what's, what's the deal? You know, I've been doing it 20 years. Uh, I was actually going to school in England and studying British politics and fell in love with beer. Uh, came back to the States, switched my major to business uh, administration. Uh, my girlfriend brought me a little home brewing kit and just fell in love with beer and making beer. Right. Uh, graduated college and moved out to Vail, Colorado and really stumbled kind of backwards, ass backwards into a brewing job out there. Uh, and that was about 20 years ago. And I mean, talking before, I mean, I know you were in the hospitality business in Oklahoma for a while. Um, you know, when I get in this tasting room, I get a sense that you kind of know how to serve a crowd. Like, what, what how, how do you think the hospitality business, you know, sort of formed or formulated your thinking? Influenced or whatever? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, really, 18 years of that 20 years was in the brew pub business, where you're brewing beer uh, kind of in a, uh, a fishbowl, and you go out to the tables and talk to them about your, your beer and things like that. And so I think I bring some of that hospitality in, in this room and the way we've done it uh, from the last 18 years of being in the hospitality business, always trying to take care of the customer. Yeah, and that's actually, I mean, one of the things I found coming into this room, obviously, hey, lovely space. This is a beautiful, beautiful room. Second, hey, I, I thought I knew your beers. I'd never been in this tasting room before. I look on the taps. There's like a rye pale ale. There's a Franklin barbecue smoke porter. Those of you that know about barbecue in Austin, Franklin barbecue smoke porter. You have to come here to have it. This is, this is, so one of the cool things is you guys, you guys those are, are just the ones that are here. Oh, I know. We're not like, even talking about the ones back in the cooler that will be out in the next few weeks. Yeah, actually, we have some guys on there, like they have straws in them. You don't even know about this. They're like, but it's, so it's a neat experience, the, the fact that you guys actually really drive. Like, I mean, it's, it's part, of the, part of, I guess, maybe, is that thing, how you think you might differentiate yourselves from some of the other guys out there or more make a name for yourself with folks who maybe aren't as familiar with your beers, like to bring them to the tasting room, promote your beers here? How, how do you see that? We definitely, as far as promoting the company and things like that, it all starts with the beers, uh, our flagship beers, but then we also have this other experimentation uh, phase aspect that we like to do. Uh, whether it be a smoke porter, uh, we've got the Jittery Monk that we just released. Uh, which is which is wicked. I mean, today, like, I mean, it, it, that was an amazing beer. Like that I, actually a week ago today uh, went out on the out on the streets. It's it's awesome. Like, I mean, it's, I'm a coffee guy. I like yeah. Belgian. I like like brown ales, doubles, and that's a coffee double. 
remove that from your mind. And we're going to talk about England's. Yes. Love England. Where, where were you, where were you in, in England? You I was in Grantham, uh, which is in Lincolnshire. It's about 90 minutes north of London. So one of the things that I, mean, I find really interesting is like, everyone can kind of almost attribute it back, anyone who's really serious about beer, what it was and what beer it was and how it all came about. So, so you said that, was, was it that experience in England that, that got you into beer? Really, um, the defining moment of when you know, life changed and things like that, uh, going to school in England, there's a pub in the basement. Uh, did a lot of studying. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Wait, I'm going to study. Yes, exactly. Uh, went down there the very first night and put a pound on the bar and asked for that one. Do you, do you remember what it was? I don't do remember what it was. That, that, that'd be, see, that'd be amazing to know what was that. It, it was a it, but, it, but it was a beer engine. It was like an ESB or a, a British pail. Yeah. She pulled it up with a beer engine. Like a cask, right? A cask conditioned. Yeah. And uh, handed me the beer. Walked back to my table, thinking, "What have I just bought?" <laughs> I did the exchange rate in my head. Uh, oh, my. oh my God! I just spent a dollar seventy-two. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, go there now, right? And then fell in love with that that beer. Yeah. And it was just like, wow. I didn't and, and, know like something like this was out here. Heard about it. That was uh, still remember that event. Fast forward. Graduated college. Didn't want to get a real job. Went out to Vail, Colorado. Went to a beer festival, and. Uh, I talked to a gentleman, went by the next day to volunteer to brew beer, and really to ask questions. Yeah. Really. And went by, and he was making 280 gallons of uh, an English brown. And looked around, and people were drinking beer on one side of the wall. He was making beer on the other side of the wall. Um, looked around, he's mixing beer up, or mixing the wort or the mash up. And I asked him, I said, uh, are you getting paid for this? And he said, yeah, this is my day job, or my uh, day job. He said, I ski in the morning and I brew beer at night. Wow. And that, I can remember what he had on. <laughs> I can remember what time of day it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought, this is quite That's possibly the coolest on. thing in the world. That's awesome. That was 20 years ago, so. And here you are. I mean, I think, yeah. I think we talked earlier a little bit about how you went through, um, you know, hospitality industry, brew pub business. Coming here now, I mean, like, how, how do you see the, the, the beer scene? I mean, being in Austin, Texas, I've been here for a few years. It is a vibrant, active, very exciting place to be drinking beer, to be visiting guys like yourself, going to your tasting room, seeing what you're brewing. Like, what's, what's happened here? Like, why is it so crazy? Like, it's great. You know, I think people just want to, I think as an, as an industry, not only here in Austin, but people want to reconnect with the food and things that they, they purchase, they consume. If you think about cheese 20, 30 years ago, yeah, yeah. you used to be able to get cheddar, Swiss, and American cheese. You can go into any HEB store right now and get 50 different types of cheese from 20 different countries. It's almost the like same a local, thing with bread, the same yeah. thing with wine, all of those. And a lot things. of local. You know, like that, it, that, it, that, it is local. People are cool with, they want local. Yeah. They want to reconnect with things they're purchasing and have a story and, and, and that adds more value to yeah, the product. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. like I think, what's, and what's exciting too, I mean, I think like the Austin beer scene itself is, 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 is really cool. Like, I mean, going to the beer, the beer bars here in town, I mean, you guys are, like, it's funny for me, like, I've been here for a few years. You, you say earlier, hey, we've been here for two years. I'm like, not quite. Yeah, and I mean, like, I thought, I thought you guys, had, I, I would have guessed you guys have been here five, six years, because you're lot, most, like, pretty much all the key places, you're standard. Like, like what's been like, in the, even just, like, since you started, has been such an amazing, like, explosion. Because how many, like, six, seven breweries started after you guys? Like, I think, like, I, we can go through the list. There's a yeah. list, I can list, I know at least five or six. I, can, like, I think it may be even more than that. Which is crazy. It's been really the last two years have been kind of a whirlwind. Yeah. Um, 
we have a saying around here, careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it keeps growing and growing and growing, and uh, we keep trying to make uh, quality beer, interesting beer, keep trying to be a part of the community. Um, and it just keeps growing and growing. One thing, one thing I noticed, I mean, you know, one thing's, you know, hey, you have a business background too, which is interesting, you did your business yep. degree way back. You get the whole marketing thing. I mean, you guys have a real consistent line look. You have like, you know, consistent visual marketing. How do you differentiate? Like, what do you do to, to sort of stand out? Like, We uh, use the same graphic designer for all of our artwork. Um, he doesn't live in Austin right now. He's actually getting his master's degree up in Virginia. That's all right. Um, in graphic design, <laughs> uh, yeah. but we want to, instead of uh, taking a picture of a bridge or of something in Austin, we almost want to have odd, quirky labels and beers and things like that, and we want to export, kind of bottle up, to a certain extent, some of the vibe of Austin, yeah. to keep Austin weird and quirky, yeah. and we want to ultimately uh, showcase that uh, the, through the beer to other communities and things like that once we can supply Austin with beer. One thing I noticed also about going through your webpage and what you guys, some material you guys put forward is family's important, the environment's important, contributing to the community is important. What, what is it about beer and what you do and like the whole ecosystem that you know, makes you put such a value on those things? I mean, it's great, but I'm just kind of curious if there's anything special that you, you see in that regard. Well, if you come in here on Saturday as far as a tasting room, you'll see my son running around. I mean, I talked to a lady on the phone today who's bringing her to her three-year-old <laughs> out she here. Saying, is that okay? She's like, is it's that? It's fine. Yeah, no, we, that's we, awesome. we, we encourage that. Um, you know, beer is a very communal a product. It's ancient. It's, it thousands, is ancient. it's thousands of years old. We've been drinking it for thousands of years. And when we are a firm believer that it brings people together. Yeah. We are, we spoke earlier that there are a hundred conversations going around Austin right now yeah. that we are not actually at the table, but we are at the table. We, we provided a beer that brought friends together to relax, to uh, reconnect, uh, and we actually provided that, that product to help that. When you get together with a friend, comes in town, you don't say, let's go grab a glass of milk. <laughs> let's go get a beer. Yeah, exactly. And you reconnect. What are your, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just gonna say that I, I'm a firm believer that we all have a neighbor that we don't know. If we all got a six pack today and went and introduced ourselves to that neighbor, we wouldn't, it wouldn't be Democrat, Republican, it wouldn't be left and right, we would be a better uh, country if we all kind of sat down and had a beer together. Totally agree. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, last couple of questions. One, um, locally, you know, what, what you, a lot of competitors, but a lot of friends. I mean, you were talking earlier about the fact that you guys get together, you have share beer together. I mean, you guys are in this together. I mean, I think I see you guys and people forget how much beer is drunk in this world, how much beer is drunk in the city. The craft beers here are still a minority. There's lots of room for you guys to expand. So there's almost this co-opetition, like your your buddies and you're working a, a together. A rising tide lifts all ships. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we have occasionally other beers from uh, breweries on tap here. So you bring them here to the tap room. Uh, bring yeah, for us maybe personal consumption, <laughs> uh, and and donate our beers. Guilty to, pleasure to them. Uh, Any favorites? There's another little what, what brewery. Are your, what are your favorites? Around town? Yeah. I really like Kevin's beer at 512. I think he makes yeah. some, some great beer. Uh, his pale ale, uh, love his wit. Um, Pecan Porter was my first Austin beer I ever had. Okay. And I love, <laughs> I still love it. Yeah. And then when you know, like the double double bourbon aged, like you know, Pecan Porter comes yeah. out, I, like everyone else, I run around town trying to get it. It's crazy. I, I think he's making some quality beers. I really love Real Ales, uh, their rye beer, their rye yeah, pale ale. Yeah, that, I think it's a fantastic pick. beer. 
Uh, Jester King is making some some great beers also. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so yeah. What do, what, do you, what do you see for the future of the scene here in Austin? Like what, what do you like looking forward? Going like here's where we are today. You've been here for two cool. years. You're still actually a relative longer term participant than a lot of these guys. So, so crazy. It is crazy. But yeah. okay, two years more. What's going to happen? Well, I think there'll be more breweries that that open up. Um, yeah. I think the beer scene here will continue to grow. I think if we open up a brewery one a month for the next few years, <laughs> we still will not reach the capacity or the, the ratio that say Portland or Seattle or other beer community, Denver. Yes, yeah, that's, I And so agree. There, there's room for a lot more to open up and we welcome them. Yeah, like honestly, it's been a real pleasure. This has been a great experience. First one of these, yeah. you guys are the guinea pigs, but it's, I feel it's been really fun and even amazing hosts. I mean, folks come to the chat room, you will not be, you will not be disappointed. It's been awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hey folks, Greg Zestrick here from the Beer Diaries, sitting here with Brian Smittel and Jake Maddox. We're talking about some beers that the Thirsty Planet Brewing makes. We're going to spend a bit of time discussing them and uh, having our little drink or two. So gentlemen, please tell us about your beer. Well first, cheers to you. Thanks for cheers. coming Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pleasure, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. So do you want to start? What, what are you drinking over there, Brian? I'm actually uh, drinking our yellow armadillo. Uh, it's an American style wheat beer, 50% uh, malted wheat, we actually use a red wheat, 50% uh, malted barley, two, two hops, and a really nice uh, light yeast strand that has a nice crisp finish to it. So obviously this is the kind of beer, Austin Heat, you know, we're, we're in Texas, this is an awesome session beer, something you sit outside and drink and, you know, yeah, is that, that kind of, is that kind You of know, American style that? wheat beer doesn't have a ton of body to it, it's around 4%, uh, a really light beer for the Austin summer. Yeah, yeah. awesome. How about yourself, Jake? What do you got? Uh, Thirsty Goat. Yeah, this is, um, it's quite become, it really become my favorite beer we make. I, I probably could have spent a lot of time making it. I feel very close to this beer, but it has so many layers of complex malt and uh, flavor, really nice hot profile. It's a sessionable beer. It's about five and a half. And, uh, which for me, as a professional, that is something <laughs> with a sessionable beer. Yeah, no, actually, I really, I mean, I, that was one of the first ambers I had here in town. Um, and, you know, it's just a really, yeah, like you said, a really nice malt character, very complex flavor. It's not, it's got body and substance, but it's just, it's, it, but at the same time, very, very satisfying. It's a great drinking beer. It goes with almost any type of food you can imagine. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a damn fine beer. Kind of evolved into our flagship beer. Awesome. Yeah. And of course, I'm drinking the uh, Buckethead IPA. Every time I come here, I seem to naturally gravitate towards that. Though you've got a couple seasonals that we'll talk about that like blow my mind. This, this beer, tell me about the, the Buckethead. Uh, it's an American style India Pale Ale. Stylistically, it's probably a little bit on the big and heavy side. Um, it's around 8%. It's got uh, Magnum Hops, uh, Columbus, Summit, finishes with Cascade. Uh, a really uh, big, a little bit of caramely sweetness, uh, big beer. Yeah, I like the balance of the, I mean, one of the challenges I find some of the, some of the IPAs uh, some folks make are just, it's all hops and no finish. And so if you don't have that malt backbone to kind of balance it all out. Hops are obviously the star of the show, but you do need something uh, supporting cast. And so if you don't have a little bit of the sweetness, a little bit of the maltiness, uh, it's just hops for hops sake. Yeah, and I don't get as much of a, like I get actually, I always kind of picture hops in a couple different ways. One of them is like, like a resinous, piney kind of yeah. juniper, and I get a little more of that than a little, than of the citrus style. Is that kind of, am I getting that right? It's or? supposed to be a balance of a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a delicious beer. So you have some seasonals. 
We have to be talking about seasonals, and we had some in our pockets. So these guys make some, as it turns <laughs> out, stunning, stunning seasonals. So the, the two beers here, Franklin Smoke Porter, Jittery Monk Double, but a double with a major twist. Do you want to talk about that? It, it, it's kind of a, a new take on a double. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a coffee double. And so um, what we did is we took, we made a very traditional Belgian-style double with some really premium malts, really wonderful big double-style ale. And then uh, we took some coffee beans from a local roaster, Kohana Roasters. We took those coffee beans, we smoked them at the uh, at Franklin Barbecue. Again, kind of like we work with those guys quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Oh, so you smoked you smoked the coffee beans. We did and... smoke the coffee beans. Ah, uh, not a lot of smoke cool. comes out in it, but it, it's yeah. just it's very subtle. Were they, were they green or were they already roasted? They're already roasted. Beans. Already roasted beans. Green beans wouldn't be a probably. Yeah, a good, I, don't, uh, I wasn't sure if you were trying to roast them. I mean, although I, I'd love to make green bean beer one day, but that's a whole <laughs> different story. But so we took those coffee beans, we smoked them, and then Kohana made a cold brew from those smoked coffee beans. So what we did is we finished the Belgian double, we filtered it, put it into the bright beer tank, and then injected coffee at a kind of controlled rate where Brian and I would sit around and we'd taste it every, we'd add in two gallons, taste it again, add in two more gallons, taste it again, to when it got just to the right amount of coffee in that beer, we were comfortable with it. And there it is. Yeah, no, I remember I had it last time and I was, I found it stunningly good. Like, I'm a big coffee fan. I like, like, rich malty beers, like doubles, and it just was a wonderful marriage. Like, the coffee was really big up front. And then the, the malt just kind of like was this beautiful bed for it to lay in and oh, kind of just sit down. Beer. There's a lot of different layers. Oh, yeah. It was, you should write beer descriptions. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's very nice. That may be my best ever. <laughs> so, the seasonality, what, what sort of availability do you think the, the Jerry Monk's going to have? I mean, it's not, not a year round beer, but it's going to be no. from time to time? Well, yeah. We did it this first time. We released it in May. And uh, uh, we plan to re release it again in our seasonal lineup probably in mid January. Got it. The other one, of course, is a, a type of beer that's dear to my heart. Anything smoked, I love. And it's a, this is a, and this, again, we touched on Franklin, Franklin Barbecue, incredibly famous barbecue from here in Austin. Franklin Smoke Porter. Uh, tell us a bit about this one. I had this, again, this one is, it's, it's, it's smoky, but it's not overly smoky. It's really well balanced. Mm -hmm. Again, the finish, a, a nice, smooth finish on it. It's still, it's still, it's not overly dry, it's just a really well balanced, but nice smoke element through it, a touch of chocolate. Well, well, after working with Aaron on this beer, uh, we thought that that place is far too great to be a supporting actor in this beer. Like, it, it, the smoke is way down there. It's there, but it's way down there. So we thought, you know, it'd be a fun thing to do just to feature that as the primary star of the show. And so the, the smoked porter was uh, a pretty obvious choice for that. And realizing that we're releasing that in the middle of summer, it was important to make it not a robust, say, Alaskan smoke porter yeah. or uh, something you'd want on a cold, wintry day, but instead make it a sessionable porter with a light smoke background, and, and, and I think we accomplished that pretty good. Cool. And so all your beers, I mean, you have an awesome stable. Uh, Developing the stable. I, it's, I always pick a favorite, and I think my favorite's probably the Jittery Monk, though. I mean, I also love... I mean, I, I, I always drink Buckethead, so I mean, the, the, I'll do each. I'll do a, a regular favorite. Well, it's like your babies. Season. You can't pick your yeah, babies. Yeah, but know. I think the you know, let's just say, hey, Buckethead IPAs. I really, I love it. These are great. The availability of these beers. Folks want to try them. Folks want to. What, what's the situation with that? They are limited release beers. Uh, they're all in draft right now. We are working on the, the bottling line. Yeah. Uh, they'll eventually be available in 22 ounce bottles. Right. And so, in terms of geography as well, what what sort of geography is, is are these beer all these beers available right now? They're available in a three county area. <laughs> in the Austin area. In the Austin area. So. Yeah. Though no, it's I mean wonderful place to be. I think it's a great place to drink beer. You guys are doing amazing stuff. Thank uh, you. You know. 
it's been great. I mean, this has been we, we, this is my first experience doing this video stuff. I mean, by the time you see this, I'll be a veteran, hopefully. But uh, you guys have been a real big help in, in helping me get through it successfully. I really appreciate it. Well, you appreciate your commitment to educating people about craft beer. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers. cheers again. <laughs> Skol! Prost. 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 How do you say cheers in Canada? Nazdorovia. Actually, that's Ukrainian. So. There we go. Thanks, guys. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. So check out our website, beerdiaries.tv, and our YouTube channel, at The Beer Diaries.